Hi, Alex. Hi there, Steve. You know, one of the uh, types of you know podcasts that we did that seemed to be quite popular mm -hmm. was when we talked about different sayings and how they might be applicable to language learning. Mm -hmm. And we got a fair, fairly good response. We did, and I think one of the things about it is it's nice to hear native speakers talk about you know native expressions right. and explain them and, and relate them. So we'll continue on with that today. Okay, well, here's one that I see that has a real application for language learning, <laughs> perhaps more so than anything else. Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm -hmm. And that's great. Yeah. First of all, what does it mean? Uh, the city of Rome. It wasn't constructed in a single day. It took hundreds right. of... I mean, that's at the very, very, you know, literal right. s uh, sense. But it means that, you know, things take time. Right, yeah. Things take time. So, it, and, and, and almost, it means anything worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Like Rome is this wonderful city, or mm -hmm. maybe it refers to the Roman Empire. Uh, at any rate, it was a, you know, grand project, whatever. It wasn't built in a day. Yeah. So, anything that's really worthwhile mm -hmm. takes time. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's the case with language learning? <laughs> I would say that's the case. <laughs> if there's one thing that... It takes a lot of time. Yeah. It takes a lot of time, A, in terms of the intensity of the time you put in. Like mm -hmm. if you do uh, once a week, forget it. Yeah. You're, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. And in terms of the, the number of months and years that it takes to achieve a high level, mm -hmm. to achieve the equivalent of the Roman Empire. Yeah. <laughs> in your language learning. Exactly. Rome wasn't built in a day. Okay. So here's, a, here's another one here. Talk is cheap. Um, this is one that's used in very many different circumstances, but I would say in this, there there can be a lot of people who say, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and not stick to it. You know, they say, well, today I'm going to read a chapter in this book, and, you know, they get tied down or bogged down or distracted by something else and don't do it. And I think that's that's big. Like, it it's really comes down to how active you are in this. You have mm -hmm. to make an effort. You have to spend the time to actually get something out of it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of people who, in fact, for whom in some ways the talk isn't so cheap. They go into a bookstore and mm -hmm. they buy a book on how to learn Swahili, take it home and never open it. Yeah. <laughs> Those I've exist. been there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how about revenge is sweet? Mm -hmm. Revenge is sweet. Uh, I mean, we understand the sense here that... Uh, some people. I don't think that's so widely spread that everybody is looking to get revenge. It's it's a bit yeah. like he who laughs last laughs best, mm -hmm. right? Like the tortoise and the hare type <laughs> of thing, which isn't quite revenge. But mm -hmm. um, I think we're, because we always sort of stretch these around to make them applicable to language learning. Mm -hmm. uh, I think what is true here is, maybe getting to the tortoise and the hare analogy, it is a, it is amazing the feeling you have when you eventually do achieve some degree of fluency in the language. Yeah. So in a sense, you're getting revenge on the language because when you first start out, the language is the winner. Mm -hmm. You're the loser. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't figure it out. It doesn't make sense. It sounds like a blur. Why do they say things that way? All the words sound the same. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the grammar rules are impossible. So it looks like you're getting beaten up by the language. Yeah. But if you stick to it, mm -hmm. uh, continue to listen and read or do whatever you like to do, eventually, in fact, we do end up beating up the language. Mm -hmm. We end up domesticating, <laughs> taming the language. And so in that sense, revenge then is very sweet. Yeah. 
Cool. So here's another one. Um, strike while the iron is hot. Um, this is, I mean, speaking from personal experience, I've, there are moments where I feel super motivated to do something, and there are moments where I feel completely unmotivated to do it. But the idea of strike while the iron is hot, I think this can be applied in the sense of if you're motivated to do something, at that moment, you start. You do it. You make your best effort to make that a habit so that then when maybe your motivation is starting to kind of dwindle, that you still have, have this as a habit. You've you know set it in stone while you were motivated, and you can continue on even when you don't feel motivated. I, I fully agree, and, and in two, two, I would add two comments. One is that when you are motivated, because mm-hmm. our motivation does fluctuate, mm-hmm. then you should just you know let it you know, go at it as, <laughs> until that motivation peters out. Like if, you, if it means three hours, four hours that they just go yeah. at it, you're in the mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is, as you say, if we take advantage of when we're motivated, we can develop some good habits which will tide us over when we're a little bit less motivated. Mm-hmm. So in both senses, we're, we're taking advantage of a situation we're striking while the iron is hot. Mm-hmm. Here's one here. Seek and ye shall find. Mm-hmm. Okay? And there's a lot in all languages. I think there's a lot of sayings like this, which means, you know, there's one, God helps those who help themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, you've got to go looking for it. You've got to want it. Yeah. And in the case of language learning, I've often felt this was very important. Uh... I know when I was uh, studying Mandarin in Hong Kong, I was constantly at bookstores looking for a new reader that might have some new interesting stories. Because in those days, we didn't have link. We didn't have online dictionaries. We had right. to buy books with glossaries because I sure wasn't going to use a dictionary <laughs> in Chinese and, you know, yeah. especially. <laughs> uh, and so every so often, a new book would come out. It was maybe uh, literature of the 20th century with glossaries or mm-hmm. uh, the sayings of German Mao or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So I was always seeking out content. And I think you also have to seek out the words that you want to learn. So uh, if I listen to something and then there's words that I don't understand, so then I'm keen to learn those words. Yeah. I want to seek out those words. Whereas if stuff is given to you... yeah. You know, is study this. Yeah, but I'm not interested in that. Study that. It's not something that I sought out. Mm-hmm. It's of less less effective. And similarly, words, if I just get a word list, these are important words. Learn them. I'm not going to learn them. But if I'm interested in the subject and I'm these are the words I need to know, that whole idea that I'm going out to, to seek something out, to grab it, you know, yeah. to, to make it mine, is a very powerful sort of learning paradigm. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. Okay, so here's another. The end justifies the means. Um, we, as we discussed, very often I would say language learning is a process. It's not something that happens overnight. Um, and so in this same way, the end for most people I would say is fluency to some degree. You right. know, uh, some may say mastery or whatever, proficiency in the language. And so even though we may achieve that in various roundabout kinds of ways. Maybe we, you know, have very difficult periods where we struggle through it and stuff. I think the focus on that end of proficiency, that is what, what really uh, makes it all worth it. Right. And, and I agree with you there that whether we use the word mastery, fluency, proficiency, they're somewhat vague terms. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we're, we're a bit like the proverbial rat on the treadmill, <laughs> Sisyphus in the cave. We never quite achieve what we think we should achieve. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. You know, there's always that, the carrot is always out in front of us as we're trying to get there. But 
that keeps us going. Mm-hmm. And I guess, as we said earlier, if, if you can enjoy the process, then you don't mind being the rat on... Maybe a rat is happy running on a treadmill. <laughs> have you thought of that? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, what else have we got here? The darkest hour is just before the dawn. Yeah. Okay. And I think this gets back to this idea of sometimes we get a little down on ourselves. But with any luck... That's followed by a period where we suddenly feel that we're doing very well in the language. Because yeah. there are moments when we really think, wow, didn't I do well there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We have moments when we think we're struggling, we're not making any progress. But then all of a sudden you run into a group of people who uh, speak the language you're learning and you have an interesting conversation with them and it lasts for 30, 40 minutes, an hour. You're exhausted at the end of it. And yeah. you say, wow, <laughs> I didn't do too badly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes when you feel down about your language learning that might just be the darkest hour just before the dawn when things start to brighten up for you yeah cool so uh maybe we'll do one more here sure i've got time for a couple i think okay sure um so here's one the boy is father to the man okay so my interpretation of this would be that just in a general sense that First, you're a boy, and then you're a man. Right. You have to be a boy before you're a man. And so in language learning, you have to be a beginner before you become intermediate or advanced. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a necessary stage. Everyone goes there. So I think there's nothing to be embarrassed about being a beginner, being, um, you know, having no or very little proficiency in the language, no fluency or, or not being able to speak off the cuff and stuff like that because everyone's there. Everyone, someone who's like yourself, you know, has a knowledge of, a dozen languages if you start up in a language that you don't know you're just there you're a beginner right Right. absolutely um let's see now i've got a choice here the fruit does not fall far from the tree mm-hmm. uh you know in terms of language learning uh, i'll use an example from my own family mm-hmm. of course uh, my wife speaks five six languages and i speak a few languages so we were quite keen that our kids should uh, you know learn languages yeah and so we tried you know especially french we're in canada we tried to get them into french they resisted whatever we did to try to get them interested in languages <laughs> uh, was counterproductive yeah uh, so in that sense the fruit did in <laughs> fact fall far from the tree However, when Mark, uh, you know, he played uh, professional hockey, as you know, and he was in uh, Italy and Austria and Switzerland and Japan. And so then he realized that, in fact, speaking languages is is quite handy. Mm -hmm. And he had a real reason to learn these languages because he wanted to talk to his buddies on the team and they were together all the time. And and so he then got interested in languages. And, of course, he's uh, key in our whole uh, project here at Link Mm -hmm. and... uh, in preparation for his trip to uh, to Japan, he's worked on his French. His French is—I was amazed. Uh, his trip to France. What did I say? Japan. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. His trip to France. Yeah. So his French is amazing, mm-hmm. and I know that uh, he was working very hard on his Japanese for a while. He was reading Harry Potter in Japanese, yeah. and I'm just amazed that uh, with all the resistance we got in trying yeah. to get them into <laughs> languages, that now because he's interested, of course, he's doing very well. Yeah. So I guess what I would say there is just because you're interested in something doesn't mean that you're, the people close to you or your children are yeah. also going to be interested in it. That's true. And so sometimes <laughs> forcing them can be counterproductive. Yeah. However, if they see a reason mm-hmm. and they become motivated, mm-hmm. then you know they'll learn on their own. Yeah. So I think we've done this. Yeah, we'd be interested in knowing how you like this. We've got lots of these... Uh, Nowadays, just go to a website and find a bunch of proverbs. <laughs> right. So let us know uh, how you like this, and uh, 
or anything else you'd like to hear about. Right. We hope you enjoyed this, and we look forward to your comments. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.